superheroes of the world unite. Two, three, Welcome to Backstage with Jeff and Paige, the podcast that takes you behind the green curtain and backstage with children's musicians and environmental educators Jeff and Paige as they share their passion with you for raising the next generation of environmental stewards. I'm your host, Maeve Emanuel. You may have seen me at the merch table sporting one of Jeff and Paige's purple surprisable bear t-shirts. I'm Jeff and Paige's assistant, video editor, and membership coordinator. I'm also usually the one frantically pushing buttons during their live streams. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi, it's Paige. I'm here today with Maeve and Jen Clanahan, Colorado's state director for Mountain Mamas. Mountain Mamas are working to protect our air, water, climate, and public lands for future generations. Mountain Mamas envision a future with clean air and water for our families, climate justice for all communities, and protected public lands that allow our children to enjoy our outdoor quality of life for generations to come. Hi, Jen. I'm so happy you could join us today. I recently became acquainted with Mountain Mama's work here in the Front Range of Colorado, and I was so excited about what you're up to that I knew I needed to share it with the rest of the Jeff and Page audience. So we've started a, a collaboration, um, some, some partnering and having Mountain Mamas at some of our events, and I wanted to invite you on the podcast for you to tell everyone about the wonderful work you're doing. So would you just take a second to introduce yourself and the work that you do? Yes, thank you. Well, I'm so excited to be here, and I have to tell you, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet or not, but um, a good friend of mine and I brought our kids to a Jeff and Paige show years ago, and absolutely fell in love. Our kids had a great time. My friend and I had a great time. It was just fantastic. So I was so happy to even know that you guys are out there doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. So I am especially excited to be here today to talk to you. Um, yeah, Mountain Mamas. So we have been around um, since about 2013. And we started... Um, it really came about when then Governor Hickenlooper was looking at some additional protections around how oil and gas works here in, in Colorado. And there were a group of moms that came together and said, you know, we'd, we'd really like to see a lot more done to ensure that our kids are breathing clean air because it's so important to their health. You know, it's, it's um, air pollution impacts everybody, but it's um, really harmful to children. They're particularly susceptible to the damage that air pollution can do. And then on top of that, um, it's often methane and other greenhouse gases that we're talking about, and that impacts their future um, and the planet that we're leaving for them. And so a group of moms came together and said, uh, we want to be part of that process. We want to make sure that the voices of moms are being heard in decisions like these. And um, and we were born. <laughs> Then um, several years later, there was another organization in Montana that was very similar to us, and we joined forces. Um, that was about two years ago, and so, you know, we're, we're growing. There are more and more people that are excited about what we're doing and want to make sure their voice is being heard, and um, so it's been, it's been fantastic. We've, we've brought more resor resources to each other and um, helped make each other more effective. That's so... Um 
inspiring to me that it started with moms. And so that was, that was one of the questions that I, I wanted to ask you um, right away is, is why moms? Because I know you've told me um, in different moments of conversations, the reason, and I'd love for you to share that with other people. Absolutely. Um, You know, it's, it's moms are obviously so, uh, just constantly worrying about their kids. You know, what can I do to protect them? How can I teach them? What can I do to ensure that they're going to have a, a good life, a good future? And um, so it really was moms that came together and said, we've got an important message that we want to share. We need to speak up for our kids because they can't speak up for themselves. They're not even voting yet in most cases, uh, depending on how old your kids are, of course. Um, and so we as moms feel like it's our job to protect our kids. And so we want to make sure that decision makers understand it's part of their job too. They need to help us protect our kids because we can teach them how to cross the street safely, but on our own, we can't determine the quality of the air that they breathe. And, it, you know, moms are also some of the busiest people on the planet. So I'm. how yes. does Mountain Mamas kind of solve that problem? <laughs> that is absolutely right. Moms and working moms, literally, like you said, some of the busiest people on the planet. And so we know that there are a lot of moms out there who want to get involved, who literally are staying up nights worrying about climate change and the impact it's going to have on our kids. And yet it's it's a big issue. It's literally a global problem. And so what can one person do? Well, what we try and do is we track, all right, what are the decisions happening right now that it's that are going to impact climate change and clean air and um, our public lands that we all enjoy? And, um, and let folks know, hey, here's, here's the process that's happening. And here's how you can take a few minutes in a very short amount of time and make sure your voice is heard and make an impact on that decision. So, um, you know, there's some nonprofits that send out multiple emails every single day. And it's just a lot. Yeah, and, totally. you know, the, I don't want to diss those organizations because they're doing great work, too. But we really try and limit um, what we do to hear the top decisions that are being made um, that you can make a, a big difference in. So, you know, maybe we'll email you once or twice a month and say, here's what's happening right now. Here's who needs to hear from you. Here are maybe even some suggested um, comments that you might want to share or talking points, the facts about this issue. And here's how in five minutes you can make a big difference on a decision that will absolutely be impacting the planet we're living for our kids. Oh, so many, I have so many follow-ups to that. I just, I love this idea so very, very much because I am that mom. I am that working busy mom. Um, Maeve here actually just helped me get on top of my email inbox for the first oh. time in about eight months. And I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't keep up. And, um, I did sign I up need for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I need you, Maeve. I highly recommend a Maeve. <laughs> um, but, uh, I have signed up for the Mountain Mama's email and, um, as a result, awesome. I know that you don't send a lot. And so when I do see your emails, I open them. And I would say mm -hmm. that's a really big difference that I sense between 
so I look in some other organizations where they send me so much stuff and they're texting me and there is this research out there about marketing that I've heard that how many emails can you send someone before they unsubscribe? And yes, the shocking thing is you can send them as many as you want, but I think everyone's learned this marketing tidbit and now it's just all the clutter. So your emails are pointed. They're great. Also they're for um, those of us here in Colorado and Montana for your Montana um, branch, they're hyper local and pointed and they make sense to open and take an action on. And there are real results. So um, if I may, speaking of results, is there, are there a couple of things you could share with us that you're really proud about that um, Mountain Mamas has accomplished in the past? Yes, absolutely. And, and thank you for your feedback on um, our emails. Cause we really do, that's exactly what we're hoping for, the result that we're hoping for. So thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so, yes, absolutely. Um, there have been um, a lot of different actions and campaigns that we've been participating in that have been successful, which is really exciting. We really are making a difference. And just to give you a couple of examples, a couple of years ago here in Colorado, the state, one of the regulatory boards, considered um, what's called a low emission vehicle standard, and then later a zero emission vehicle standard. And what those do are require that a, a baseline number, a minimum of low emitting vehicles like hybrids or zero emission vehicles like electric vehicles are sold here in the state. And here's why that's really important. The folks that sell cars don't necessarily have to sell all the cars, right? So there are many more models of electric vehicles and hybrid vehicles available than are actually being sold here in Colorado. And uh, a lot of the time dealers make more on maintenance than they do on actually sell the cars. Electric vehicles have significantly fewer moving parts, so they break down less. And so Families spend less on maintenance on an electric vehicle. Great for families. Dealers are less excited about it. So unless they're required to sell them, a lot of the time they have no incentive to. They don't want to. So by putting this oh, standard wait, I, in place. So I have to pause you there just for a second. Yeah. like This is also something I love because you're taking these really complicated things and unpacking them for me. So as this busy mom or parent, I don't have time. So you're saying... Dealers aren't incentivized to sell the cars because they don't break down as much. That's and right. If and it so, breaks down more, they get more money. And oh. yeah. Yep, exactly. So they don't want people who, you know, are driving these vehicles that aren't going to need to come in for maintenance. And so without these standards in place, um, they have no incentive to sell these vehicles. And yet transportation is one of the top sectors, when you look at those that are um, most polluting, transportation is usually up there, number one or number two. And so it's really important that we address it. And this is one of the ways that we can. We, we're telling the dealers, yep, you know what? You got to sell some of them. You've got to have them on the lots available. You got to advertise and let people know that they're there. And this is how we do that. And, and those standards passed. And we were one of the organizations that worked with a great coalition of folks and ensured that the folks that were making that decision knew, hey, it's really important to us. Clean air is critical. This is one of the ways we can do that. We want you to ensure that this standard passes. And it worked. It, we were successful. It was fantastic. 
Um, one other just quick example yeah. that I'll mention, um, the Land and Water Conservation Fund. So this was a fund that was created uh, some time ago, and funds that are put in there are spent, just like it says, to conserve land and water. Um, and it, it they can also be used for things like uh, playgrounds and soccer fields and local parks, creating local parks, all the things that us moms really care about to help get our kids outside and make sure they're being active. And... Um, the federal legislation that created that fund was up for reauthorization. And we helped work to ensure that it was not only reauthorized, but then fully funded because some legislators who didn't like it um, in Congress said, well, well, that's fine. That fund is there, but we're not going to put any money in it or we're not going to spend it on those sorts of things. We're going to spend it over here on our pet projects. So um, there was additional federal legislation that made sure it was fully funded so that we're getting every dollar that we should in order to you know, build trails and all of the things that are important to us that are raising our kids here in Colorado, get them out. And so that was a, another success that we had um, a couple years ago. So lots of fun projects like that. And Jen, are, was that a, a local Colorado project or was that a national one? And do you have national campaigns? We do. Um, that is That was a national campaign. That's actually where we first connected up with our Montana branch and met them because they were working on it also. And there were organizations around the country working on it. Um, and so that's a great example of one of our national campaigns. Jen, how effective are moms in creating environmental change? Oh, my gosh. Um, I'll tell you a quick story to just tell you how effective they are. I received an email recently from a New York Times columnist who is writing a book on how to grapple with climate change. What do we do? How do we address it? And he reached out to me because he had been at a public utilities commission where I and some other moms were testifying. And he said, this, this is how we make a difference. This is how we grapple with climate change. It's about everyone getting involved and doing their little piece. And he watched I and then another mom and another mom. And one mom had her middle school age son and we all got up and, um, you know, the moms aren't, they're not the professional lobbyists. So they're not going to talk about the in-depth policy, but they said, look, this is a big deal. I need you to help me protect my child. You need to take steps that are bold steps that are going to protect the air and deal with the climate change problem. And so he reached out to me because he's including us in his book. I think it's called The Big Fix. It's not out quite yet, but he's working on a book on how you address climate change. And he's addressed and he's including a group of local moms just showing up to give their two cents. That's the impact that moms can have. Their two cents not on the technical scale at all, just showing up and saying, hey, help me protect my kid. That's all you need to do. So that makes a, a big difference. It's a powerful voice. And I think where I want to take this is into the nervousness that we can we can feel about mm -hmm. about stepping in and stepping up and getting involved. And, you know, it's, it's kind of safe to subscribe to um, a big, you know, newsletter that sends you an environmental action and to click that little box and feel like you did something. And I'm not telling anyone to stop doing that at all. Um, yep. But I know that I myself, who am a pretty extroverted, confident person, 
I often stop myself or balk when it comes to picking up the phone or attending a meeting. Um, and I, I'm just, how, how do you deal with that? What do you have some advice or, or thoughts there? And I, lo- I just love what you yes. said about that the moms showing up in, in the situation you just described. It wasn't because they were technical experts. It's because they were mothers that are looking out for the future of their children and our planet. Yeah. I yeah. get nervous just, you know, picking up the phone to order a pizza. So <laughs> it would be great to know if you have any tips for, you know, calling in. And She's not, she's not yes. joking. Yeah. It's not, it's not just like a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely hear that because I still get nervous. You know, every time I go and speak at a meeting or anything, I still get nervous. Um, and absolutely. We have all kinds of, tips and um, advice for folks. And um, depending on, you know, what it is that we're doing, I help folks every step of the way. So um, we have organized webinars to inform people, here's the issue, here's the process that's happening, here's how you sign up, here's some things you might want to talk about, do you want to practice with me, do you, you know, here's some facts you might want to throw in, um, here's how long your comments should be, um, and, and really walk through every step with folks. And honestly, Probably the advice that I've given to folks that I've heard has made the most impact is to let them know they don't have to be the technical expert. The technical experts will be there on both sides of the issue, and they'll answer those technical questions. And if you walk up there and say literally nothing more than, I'm a mom, I'm concerned about the air that my kid is breathing, you need to clean it up, we've got an air pollution problem, thank you. And sit down. If you say nothing more than that, it will have a huge impact because it's the people who are showing up that are influencing the decisions. And you know that the paid lobbyists are going to be there and they're going to be speaking up for the big corporations that want to continue business as usual, as usual, because it's working for them. They're making money. But we do have an air pollution problem. We do have a climate change problem. It's code red, as the IPCC has said, we have to do something. And so you getting up and speaking for 15 seconds, nothing more than that, is hugely impactful. It makes such a big difference. I can't even tell you. It's so inspiring, honestly, to hear you say that. And I hope that anyone who's listening to, to this might might take it to heart uh, the next time an email comes through that asks you to take one step further. Our kids aren't learning how to necessarily even make phone calls anymore because there's this way to just like interact through an app. And I'm curious how that's going to affect the future of our political system as well, because the people who are being groomed to go and do that stuff are the, you know, potentially the lobbyists or people who are really strongly believing something one way or another. And mm-hmm. so just to bring that back to the motherhood piece of this, it's actually a skill that we can model and teach our children to show up and speak at, whether it's a, a city meeting or uh, a federal meeting or something that you actually flew all the way to Washington, D.C. for if you're you know, going all the way in that direction, which isn't to mm-hmm. say everyone has to do that, but it's really Absolutely. powerful to use your voice and to use it in the way that it literally exists right now and to recognize that it doesn't have to be more than that and that you are enough as you are. 
Absolutely. Oh, that's so true. And and know that it does make a difference. I, I've worked for legislators and I can tell you that we make tallies. Hey, we got four calls on this issue today. And there's, you know, there's not even a vote on that issue this week. But there are four people out there who randomly thought, I'm going to call my legislator and say, I need you to do something about climate change, because I'm worried about it. And I'm thinking about it, even though it's, you know, not something in front of you right now, it's something I want you to think about the next time it does come before you and remember me and take action. And so those, especially the calls, because um, emails will will tally and we'll, we'll, we'll keep track of how many come in, but it does take a little bit more time to pick up that phone call. And uh, it may just be that you talk to an intern or there's an app that, you know, catalogs things or whatever, but folks are keeping track. They're paying attention and elected officials know who they work for. It's, it's the public that voted them in. And so they do want to hear what the public has to say. So it's, it's, um, it really does, they pay attention and it makes a difference. Yeah, I think that's such a great point because we so often just assume that they don't care or they're not listening or they're tuned out to our feedback. So yeah, that's a great reminder. And I would encourage anyone out there listening that's maybe apprehensive to get involved in these types of issues that, you know, activism has many roles and there's the organizer, the advocate, you know, that we all have the chance to show up in different ways and in different areas of strength. But the point is to just get started, right? It's to just take a single step. Yeah, absolutely. And I promise to help folks every step of the way. That's, that's what I'm here for. My level of involvement at this moment in time is I'm on your email list and I'm taking actions and you send them to me. But it sounds like if I wanted to or if someone wanted to, there's some next steps of getting involved, um, kind of layering on to that initial connection. Will you speak to that a little, Jen? Yes, absolutely. This is my favorite question (laughs) because there is so much that can be done and because we are always looking for moms that that want to speak up because it really does make such a difference. Um, So there's a number of ways and we can help you find the way that you are most comfortable with, most excited about, depending on the topic, um, any of that, because there's so many options that I can really help tailor actions for specific people's interests. Um, some examples are letters to the editor. You know, those letters that we all read in, in um, our local papers submitted by folks who just care about an issue or had a strong reaction to an article that they read. Uh, we often work with our members to help them submit letters to the editor. And that helps um, educate the public. And again, those decision makers that are also reading the papers see that somebody cares about that issue. Um, there's also public meetings and public hearings all the time on issues and decisions are being made at those meetings. And we can help you show up and speak up at those. And actually, since the pandemic, so many of those are virtual. You can do it from your living room and it's can two I minutes. Can I ask a question about the virtual? Yeah. Is that, is that just as if, when, they, when they're doing this virtually, is that just as effective? I've had that it question. Is. Okay. Yeah, and it is because they're sitting there and, you know, I've watched legislators or air quality control commissioners as they're listening. And it's the same as if we were right there in front of them. They listen to everything that, that we say. They have to. They're, they're there in these scheduled meetings and 
that is the time for public comment and they're listening. And so um, it's actually been really helpful. So now somebody doesn't have to travel from the other side of the state to come to Denver for a meeting. You can log into the Zoom call and they will um, sometimes have a list so you even know what order it is and know I can help keep track of when it's your turn to speak. If you're also making dinner or, you know, one of the bazillion other things that we're doing as busy moms. Um, and then you get on and it could be as easy as reading one minute of comments that I helped you prepare ahead of time or that you wrote ahead of time. And then you're done. And they're not going to ask you hard questions. They the ones that I've been to, they haven't asked any questions and <laughs> you're done. <laughs> and so um, that is a really great way because, you know, not everybody does have time to do that. And so um, those, again, those that do are influencing the decisions. So um, that's a great way to get involved. We also try and do some fun events from time to time. Like we did a, a family friendly short hike with the Lieutenant governor of the state. And so it was a great afternoon. You know, some kids were asleep in the baby carrier and others were running around throwing rocks in the pond. And the parents had a chance to talk to the Lieutenant governor about some issues that they thought were really important. And, um, so there's, you know, there's all different ways like that, that, that folks can get involved. And again, I'll, I can help tailor, that to whatever folks are comfortable with, whatever they're interested in. Um, there's also, I mean, lobby days. We organize lobby days. You show up in the morning. We lobby some legislators, talk about the issues, and then you're home by lunch. Yeah, <laughs> there's, just, I, there's all sorts of. I need to go to your next one of those. I wasn't able to make the ones this, that you recently did, and um, it's on my list for sure. So I'll, I'll be sharing. Oh, great. About that next time it comes around. Um, oh, fantastic! Be sure to open think, with. Ooh. Ah, ah, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, we're laughing. laughing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Um, that's awesome. so cheesy. I love it. <laughs> what a podcast for you guys. <laughs> it's catchy. <laughs> I was going to ask another question. Mountain mamas. What if I'm not a mom? What if I'm so, mm. just, just, just curious about the inclusivity there around, um, I'm, I'm making some assumptions, but I'll let you answer. Uh, what if I'm not a mom? What if I'm a dad? Uh, also, what if I have, you know, what if I'm a mom and my kids are grown? How does that all work for you? If I have a dog. <laughs> yes, a dog mom. Absolutely. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up. We are so welcoming and inclusive of anybody who identifies with what we're trying to do uh, and and would like to be a part of it. You do not have to be a mom. You do not have to be, you do not have to identify as female. You do not, you know, it, it, we have, I would say, I don't know, maybe a third of other folks on our list are, are male, identify as male. Um, there's grandparents, there's people who just care about the planet that we're leaving for the next generation. They just think it's the right thing to do to leave the air cleaner than we found it or protect the local area that they love to go hiking in. It's, um, it's anybody who cares about what we're working on and wants to get involved. Absolutely. We are so grateful to have anybody and everybody involved. So another thing that I, I may have said this a little bit, but I'm going to say it again. It's, I get so confused by political stuff and legislative stuff, and I need someone 
to unpack it for me because although I believe I'm an incredibly intelligent person that could understand these, these things, were I to have the time to unpack them, um, I don't. And I, I don't think I'm alone. In fact, I think it's probably one of the biggest sort of issues we have in our entire world is that mm-hmm. everything's become so overcomplexified that it, it does take so much time to understand it. And I'm feeling like Mountain Mamas is providing a service of, of filtering through all of that and unpacking it for me and then giving me a simple action I can take. So maybe I'm not ready to do a lobby day, but I am ready to sign up on the email list and start to be tuned in to what's happening. Do you feel frustrated? How do you deal with frustration Mm -hmm. and uh, the energetics of blame and all of those pieces that for me come up frequently when I do start to get involved in politics? Yes. And that can be really tough. We try and again, take the top ways to get involved, the top issues we try and filter things out we're we're not going to get into the he said she said blame game because that's not necessarily going to be very productive and so we want to ensure that we're using people's time effectively um, and helping them be involved in the way that's most effective and also giving them that outlet because you it's so easy to get frustrated i think in today's political um, atmosphere in particular, um, and overwhelmed with everything that's happening. And so I know for me personally, what helps me get out of that funk is by doing something and by taking action. And otherwise I would, I don't know, maybe just be curled up in my bed in despair (laughs) because there's, um, there's some some big issues that are really hard that are happening right now. And so for me, and I think for a lot of people, that's how I move past the, um, you know, the silliness that I think is not effective and how I move past the potential despair that just can make you freeze up is to just take those baby steps, do something, you know, if maybe it's just that at first you just inform yourself about one thing that's happening, or maybe you talk to a friend and say, Hey, did you hear? I thought this was interesting. Um, and then maybe you're ready to get involved and send some comments. Um, it's, you know, whatever we want to meet people wherever they are and, and help them through that sort of, uh, paralysis that, that really, can show up. I think that's just, that's just normal given everything that's going on. Well, and I find that, you know, information moves so quickly, right? So the minute we start to find out an issue is important, we've already been confronted by another issue and everything's competing for our attention. So how does Mountain Mamas work to cut through the noise and help sort through that information so that people can understand what to take action on? Yeah, that's a great question. There is just... There are so many things happening and, and even I can get overwhelmed sometimes because even within just the piece of the pie that we work in, there's so many things happening on any given day. And um, we really try and look at what's going to have some, what's going to have short and long-term impacts on our kids, on the air, the energy, the public lands, the climate and select those that are going to have the greatest impact. 
there's um, decisions being made that unfortunately we can't get involved in because we just don't have the capacity. And we're glad that there are some other folks that do and and can take that on. But we really have to look at what's going to rise to the top and really what's going to be impactful and um, try and be strategic and work with a coalition of folks because everybody's got a different role and can play a different part. And where can we be most effective is just is the question that we're always asking ourselves. I think there's some wisdom in that for for everyone in our daily lives as well is pick somewhere and dig in. And you don't have to put blinders on and not see the rest, but sometimes you can, and that's okay too. And just being focused and present on what arises in each moment that is where you have energy and impact is enough. It's absolutely enough. So so thankful that you're you're here helping uh, shepherd us along that path. So Jen, I am really excited to start to connect Mountain Mamas more and more with the Jeff and Paige audience because our audience is moms and dads and other caregivers and grown-ups. And I know that a big part of the reason that people bring their children to see our shows is because we have a hopeful message. And I hesitate to even use the word hopeful sometimes because it can get a bad rep, but I'm going to use it here because... I am aware that sort of the antithesis of hope is cynicism. And we all want to raise our kids in this way where they feel like change and creativity is possible. And I think that a big reason why people do come to the Jeff and Paige show experience is to get that positivity um, when you're bombarded everywhere else by a lot of negativity. Yes. The, our philosophy for working with kids and their grownups is also to meet them where they are. So the way that we meet uh, kids where they are is by being playful and imaginative and using music and theater to teach yeah. about science and nature. And I'm really excited to bring this third piece in of activism. Um, I know that our audience is out there asking how they can get more involved And as I'm not the person to tell them, Mountain Mamas, I think, is going to be an incredible addition to our partnership uh, group to offer what you have to our audience. Uh, I can't even tell you how excited I am as well, because I think what I and my friend enjoyed so much about Jeff and Paige show was was that joy and and. The idea that our kids were learning about important things that we wanted them to learn about, but while also having so much fun and we were having fun with them. And, and that wasn't something that I necessarily knew how to do myself. And so, same thing, you know, it's we, we go to those who, who can show us how to do things that we don't necessarily know how to do ourselves. And um, so to be able to reach other moms that are appreciating what you guys are doing already and introduce them to what we're doing, I think it's just such a fantastic partnership. I can't tell you how excited we are as well. Yeah. And, you know, it's I've been getting a lot more vocal about uh, climate change since the Marshall fires happened here in Colorado mm, for yes. any listeners that maybe aren't local. They were devastating fires that burned down um, basically over a thousand homes in a suburban area, unlike anything you know anyone had really ever seen before here. 
and maybe elsewhere in the world. And that was, I was already feeling a wake up call to speak out more. Um, but then when that happened, it was just like, there was no other choice, uh, for Mm -hmm. me, but to start bringing those pieces in. However, as I was saying, meeting kids and parents where they are, I never want to be telling a two-year-old or a three-year-old or a five-year-old or even a seven-year-old that they have to go change the world because that's just not how it works. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's overwhelming. And that's what leads to that cynicism that I was referencing earlier. So what I do through our work with Jeff and Paige and through our membership and through our shows is meet the kids where they are with what they can handle and then start to teach them towards the next, the next layer. And, um, I think that's the other place where mountain mamas is going to be an incredible addition to that, to, to educate parents about how to be activists, but not overload their kids, uh, with, with things that they really can't handle. And then the other piece, and this connects back to the, um, the book that your mountain mamas is going to be included in. It does take everyone which doesn't mean, hey, future generation, this is yours. It means all of us. We have a song, it's called 21st Century Energy Superheroes. And I've even been changing a little bit of the language there to be, I think, what is it? How does it go? It goes, we're looking for a couple more 21st Century Energy Superheroes. And we do a lot of sort of like, it's you and you and you and you. And we're pointing out at the kids when we're performing. But I've started changing that language at school performances to us. Mm. It's us. Uh, it's not yes. you. It's not the kids. That is unfair and not okay and leads to cynicism. But mm. it's us. It's the moms and dads and grandparents and the, all the grownups. And we're all going to do this together. And I get chills when I think about the impact that we can have when we shift that narrative. Mm, that's so true. And they're not the ones that created this problem, right? I think that that's something that's important to remember is that the, we've been out there driving the cars and, you know, whatever that that's led to this problem. And so everybody contributed. Everybody needs to chip in. But absolutely, it's not the kids that did this. And, and I... It, similarly, and you know, with my own daughter, I talk to her about what I do, but I don't say, "Hey, this this is going to be your problem. You're going to have to fix this. We screwed it up. It's it's on you to fix it." Because I, I mean, that that's not going to encourage anybody to do anything but freeze up and freak out. <laughs> so I absolutely agree. And even the idea, I mean, actually, I love what you just said. We all created the problem, so there isn't anyone to blame. And I know that that's like a little tricky and there are, you know, political forces at work and companies that are, that are doing things in different ways. But if we look at it as a, as a collective experience that we're all having as, the, as a human humanity, yes. it's so much more inclusive and it drops the, the pointing the fingers, which is still going to happen sometimes. But as soon as we recognize that we're doing it or it's pointing at us or whatever, the, the faster we drop that, the more... I think our energy is freed up to actually take some of these actions that can be really effective rather than, uh, I believe you said, crumpling up into a ball in your bed. (laughs) (laughs) Not a very productive alternative. (laughs) And you know what? Some days you might need to do that too. And that's okay. That's true. That's true. (laughs) I had one of those weeks the other week 
I just needed uh, a little. I needed a little time to be crumpled up. It was good well, for me. <laughs> it's. I mean, I'm. I'm not going to dis self care because we all need to do that once in a while so that we can then continue on. We call it burrito. Burrito day. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that's awesome. I, um, let's end there, actually. Well, let's just, as we finish up here, um, on the, on the, the, the concept of overwhelm, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're talking about action, and, and action's great. And we can't do everything. And mm-hmm. we need breaks. Um, so, Jen, what do you, what's your advice? Do you have advice on how you how you care for yourself? Mm-hmm. How you how you tune out or if or you tune in or what do you do? I personally surround myself with nature. I go hiking or backpacking or to a local park and just sit quietly and appreciate wildflowers or you know whatever it is. Um, just find a, a quiet space or not quiet. You know, if you're with kids that are running around and squealing with glee, you know, that's amazing also and re-energizing and, um, just taking that time to really take a deep breath and relax and get inspiration, um, and then get back out there. You know, the other thing that was coming up for me when you were talking is it doesn't take much. Maybe you're a person that doesn't have nature right outside your door or feels like that's an impossible thing for you to do or to have a burrito day or, you know, (laughs) you just can't, you can't do it. I've noticed that even 10 minutes, if I can find 10 minutes Mm -hmm. of peaceful, quiet, it does something. And then doing it again, you know, it's not like 10 minutes once a year. It's 10 minutes a couple (laughs) times a week. Or (laughs) um, So for for those listeners who might just feel like that is impossible, I wonder if you could find 10 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Take 10, maybe right now. (laughs) So Jen, how can moms get involved with Mountain Mamas? Yes, thank you for that. Um, You can go to our website, which is MTN... M-A-M-A-S dot org, mountainmamas.org. And um, you can learn more about us. You can take a couple actions that are there and get on our email list. And that's how we let everybody know about all of the different opportunities to get involved is through our email list. Um, or if people want to email me directly, I'm happy to have them do that as well. I'm Jen, J-E-N, at mtnmamas.org. Email me and I'm happy to, again, tailor the actions to whatever folks are interested in doing. I'm, I'm really here to help facilitate other people using their voice. And so reach out to me and I'll, and I'll let you know what some easy steps. Jen, I'm so thankful for your work and for your Mm -hmm. uplifting of other mothers' voices. It is so important and it is so powerful and what a gift that you have to give. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And I am also so grateful for Jeff and Paige because you guys make it fun. And that's, that's how people tune in is when it's fun. So thank you too. And thanks for having me. What fun this is. I know. It's kind of like my favorite thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode and for being a part of this work. 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a like and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. You can also keep in touch with Jeff and Paige on social media at Jeff and Page through their website, jeffandpage.org, or by becoming a Jeff and Page member. If you want to support this work and help them reach more children with science and nature education, visit members.jeffandpage.org to start your membership today. You'll get awesome perks like weekly hands-on science and nature activities, animated announcements, printable activities, and more. We'll see you on the trails. more 21st century energy super 21st century energy super 21st century energy super heroes